This show is brought to you by Cakes and Tins, where you can send the people you adore delightful and delicious gifts that give back. Go to cakesintins.com and use the code ACTINGREAL for 10% off. This show is also brought to you by LA Bookmaker, a deluxe stationery shop and custom bookbinder, offering handmade foil stamped cards, high quality calendars, and other ephemeral gifts. Go to la-bookmaker.com. Our clarity story today comes from Leora Reisman, who DM'd me on Instagram uh, with a picture of a sign that says, I thought 2020 would be the year I got everything I wanted. Instead, it's the year I've become more grateful than ever for everything I already have. She said, this is my clarity story. And I said, can you expand on it a little bit? Um, and she said, sure. And I'm so happy that she did. Um, here is her clarity story. I remember very clearly that exactly one year ago, December 31st, 2019, so many people on social media and in my social circles saying that just like 2020 refers to perfect vision, so too the year 2020 was going to be perfect. It'll be an eye-opening year, pun intended, a successful year. I truly believed the same. My goals for 2020 were very appropriate for a 21-year-old living her best life in Manhattan as a college student. Just some examples, explore the city, lose weight, get an awesome internship in the fashion industry, excel in school. Most importantly, in my culture community, we get married young. And so to find my prince. However, none of that happened. Not to mention that prior to the pandemic, I was going through many personal challenges. And so COVID-19 was the cherry on top of my hard life. My college experience was cut short and I moved back home, was separated from my closest friends, and my independence was taken away from me. And so much more. But to get to the point, in the moment, my family and the world seemed to be falling apart. But looking back, I truly see the hand of God in every aspect. Firstly, my family was tremendously affected by the virus. My whole family got sick and my grandfather was on a ventilator for a full month. He is a walking miracle. Truly, I never appreciated the fact that my whole family all lives within a block. During these last 10 months, I see the blessing of it, and I am so grateful. My love and appreciation for all the members of my family has skyrocketed. I think we can all agree that this pandemic has given us all plenty of time to focus on ourselves, a luxury not all of us can have. Although I didn't get an internship, I had the opportunity to focus on my future and start online fashion programs so that once I start working, I am super familiar with the industry. I also invested in my mental health. I was able to work through, obviously still in the making, a lot of heaviness in my life. I had to face a lot of my fears during this past year, something I wouldn't have done and wouldn't have got away with, gotten away with if I had the ability to run away and stay in my most amazing bubble, Manhattan. God gave me time to work on myself and allow the tools that I have been given to be applied and to flourish. As many disappointments that I had, I had many accomplishments. It's still a work in progress, but my gratitude for my family and God has become so big. I don't think I have complete clarity, but I have clarity that this is what was and is meant to be. I was supposed to enjoy and thrive on what I have, not what I believed I am supposed to get. 
Well, what an amazing story, especially for a 21-year-old. Thank you so much for sending that, Leora. I'm so glad you gained that clarity. If you have a story about a time that changed your life, it can be very mundane. You were hanging out by yourself and you had a thought, or it can be crazy, crazy. You uh, were drinking plant medicine and you had a vision. Um, Whatever the story is, If you want to share it, I want to hear it. I really, really, really do want to hear from you. Please email me at claritystories at actingrealpodcast.com. That's claritystories at actingrealpodcast.com. My guest today is Elizabeth Reeser, um, who is just such a special, special human being. Um, I fucking adore her. And... Um, she and I have been friends uh, for a very long time, um, and she, we talk really honestly, so honestly, um, and we get into it. We get into the business and the hard parts of this business. Uh, we also talk about, of course, the meaningful and amazing parts of the craft of acting, Um, And we talk about life. We talk about pandemic life and um, how she's sort of been taking care of herself and, you know, what she's been up to over this last year. Uh, And, um, you know, we go dark (laughs) a little bit, which I, you know, usually I don't want to say I avoid it. Uh, Well, I do kind of avoid it. but also then it ends up being really helpful, this conversation. So uh, it's not that I avoid going dark. It's that, um, I don't know, she, she, she like caught me in a place and, uh, and, and I think I've caught her in a, in a bit of a place. And there's a, some backstory leading up to this episode, which we talk about. Um, suffice it to say, we have a very open and honest and just fascinating in my opinion conversation um and she's such a just a like a whip smart um and self-aware human being and I just like enjoy my time with her so much um guys if you don't know Elizabeth Reeser um what by the way text me on Instagram or, you know, email me. Tell, should I just stop it with these bios? Do you guys like these bios? <laughs> Cause they always feel a little bit ridiculous to me. Cause I think you probably know all of my guests, frankly, or you wouldn't be listening to the, their episodes. Um, so maybe these, this bio thing is silly. Although I also like doing the bio because it gives some, you know, like a shout out to their professional achievements, which, I think are important, you know, or, you know, important to all of us. I mean, and should be celebrated. Anyway, (laughs) let me know what you think. Uh, Elizabeth Reeser is a film, television, and stage actress. Um, Brilliant actress, I might add. Her work includes the films Stay, The Family Stone, Sweetland, for which uh, she won an award and was nominated for other awards, Uh, Against the Current, The Twilight Saga, Youth, Adult, and Ouija, Origin of Evil, and the TV series Saved, Grey's Anatomy, uh, The X-List, The Good Wife, True Detective, The Handmaid's Tale, and The Haunting of Hill House, and also one of my favorites, um, the series Easy, which is a cool 
uh, Joe Swanberg series. Um, and by the way, so, so much more. She is also uh, a stage actress uh, to great acclaim and has acted on many a stage uh, in New York City. Um, so that's her, Elizabeth. Um, and, you know, this episode is, is a really sweet one, guys. We recorded it pretty recently. So um, you'll hear about her life. You'll hear about my life. You'll hear lots of opinions on things. You'll, you'll hear about making friends and the value of that and so much more. Uh, thank you for being here. I love you. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. And you must use the play. You must use it like an ingredient. So we sh- we recorded an episode. When was that? I have no fucking idea. It was. When was that? Like three. over a year ago. No, maybe just pre, maybe not that pre-pandemic, maybe just like pre-pandemic, but like maybe February, January. Yeah, might 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 have been right before. Of 2020? Yeah, something like that. And um, yeah, I just have like the fondest recollections of that episode. Um, I mean, I really just do. And, but let me just tell you my memory. My memory is okay. that, um, my memory is that you were just so, like intensely authentic and like open and just like unfiltered and um and you are in a spot what did we <laughs> I remember talking, we were I was like are you in a place or are you in a moment I think that's yeah you were yeah. in a moment you were you weren't you weren't feeling like I don't know what would you say were you, you were depressed or yeah, I was very depressed and I was unfiltered. I think it's I it's something to do with you though because we go so far back and and I was in so much physical pain that I had no yeah, filter and I, and I and I've known you for so long so I was like unable to you know make all those tiny little choices that you usually make when you're um speaking publicly. Right. Well, so, so yeah, we're not, we're not going to release this episode that we did, which, and I, I really like, I'm, I'm thrilled to be re-recording with you now. Um, we, I mean, I would have released it, but you sort of felt like it was maybe too vulnerable and I have deep, deep, deep respect for that. And I think it was super vulnerable, super, super vulnerable. And, um, one day you should listen back to it. because it might actually be like illuminating in some way. Yeah. Um, It was just really beautiful. Honestly, it was beautiful that you were so um, present and available in the pain that you were in both physical and emotional. And just like this authenticity that you had was really stunning and moving. And um, I just, I just felt like you were just sort of so like you had there, 
there was so much clarity there. Like it was so, it was really like not a very fussy uh, moment that you were in. It was like a pained moment, but it was a very, it felt very grounded actually in that pain in a, in a weird way or something. Like you'd almost like accepted that pain and you were sort of like at a, at a bottom, you were sort of like <laughs> yeah. at a bit of a bottom is how it felt. And um, yeah. I mean, the only reason that I can smile about it at all is because we're obviously so far removed now. That was like a year ago already. Yeah. And also because it's just so stunning to me that like that's humanity, that like we can feel in so much pain and then then we cannot be in that pain again a, a year later, or I don't know how you are right now. We can talk about it, but, you know, but you know, like it's like we really go through stuff. Like we really, 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 we have moments. We have moments where that that, that are really fucking painful and like, dark and or or feel like we we go through real nihilistic periods where like it really seems like nothing matters and we don't matter and like we're all gonna die and that's sort of like all we know and all of that's all true in a way um <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? but that's kind of what was so beautiful about it is that you were really like sitting in this from my memory by the way I haven't even listened to it again this is all just from oh. Yeah. I know I'm so scared the idea of listening to it is kind of intriguing and then also just terrifying um and that's even that's interesting though to me that I that anything could be that scary to me that I was just some other version of myself <laughs> but but yeah I mean I, I I think you know it's really unappealing to be uh dark or depressed or angry or those things are very unappealing um to people and I'm very aware of that. Like you mean to like the world, like no one wants to hear about your dark depression. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, especially, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, as a woman, it's like nobody wants to hear an angry, depressed, middle-aged woman just go off, you know? I mean, I do actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I feel like so many people do. Like, I feel like people are yeah. like, so many people are like, I mean, I mean, here's what I'll tell you. Like what, what was so striking about what my memory of this was that you, um, it didn't feel particularly like you were like going off. Like it didn't feel like storied. It didn't feel like there was a lot of junk around the feeling. It felt like mm. the feeling it's it, if you like had allowed the feeling to sit as the feeling, like you were just completely embodied. <laughs> and, and, but the feeling was a painful feeling. It wasn't a comfortable, you weren't comfortable. You weren't, but there wasn't a lot of fight in you. And I think that was what was really beautiful. And by the way, that's also one of the most difficult, dangerous, very dangerous things about depression is that there, it's like you get to a place where there's not a lot of fight and then you just kind of want to leave, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you were there, you didn't seem like you were there, but it was, I mean, it was certainly you were in pain. And And so anyway, I do think like, there's just something beautiful about, um, I don't know, just how like you go there and now you're not there anymore. Yeah. Know? I mean, you can, I mean, there's definitely that, that's the thing I remember when I was like a teenager and I was genuinely like, <clears throat> you know, you don't know that, that time will pass and things will change. And people would always say to me, like, you know, talk to me a year from now, or, you know, this is going to pass and other things. And, you know, luckily at our age, you 
have some awareness of this. So you do just kind of have to sit in things. But I also think I, I've, you know, I've had like this actual physical pain does something else where it just sort of, it just like broke me because I had an, an injury, I had frozen shoulder and then I have all these other injuries and things. And I've just, I just, something about that is kind of like humbling in a particular way. But I, I also think, um, you know, now it's a year later, it's like 450,000 people have died in our country. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know, like worldwide. And then, you know, it's all this other, so much has gone on in the last year. And so it's just feels weird to uh, bemoan, you know. <laughs> yeah. Petty, if it all, it all feels kind of petty. I know what you mean. You know, I do know what you mean. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, people are suffering in really tremendous ways. There, are, there are people sitting in fucking jail cells awaiting deportation. Yeah, I yeah. mean, separated from their families. There's mothers who've watched their sons be murdered at the hands of police uh, and daughters. And I mean, yeah, the world is a, has proven it, it has really like showed its darkness in like some really acute ways in the last year and then yeah so many people are dying so many so many so many so yes in some ways it feels like like okay what do you have to be depressed about? <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. no like but like no, in a really, I mean look rash. like in in a lot of ways like in this you know like cis heteronormative patriarchal capitalistic uh you know racist white supremacist uh going no <laughs> place that we live in um yeah i mean we're very you know we're um we've reaped the benefits of a lot of you know privilege that's been unfairly unjustly awarded us afforded us because we're white 100 percent. yeah well that's another reason why it's like like who know. wants to hear about your fucking depression yeah there's like who needs to hear like a white lady's you know <laughs> complaints yeah but then like where i go is uh well because it's like it's, we're still humans you know and it's like the feelings that you have or i have or whoever has like they are like our bodies feel the same feelings you know what i mean yeah, yeah and it's it's universal i mean it's you know all, all of it okay so tell me how you've been like, do you feel better? I feel physically a lot better, but I'm not like all the way there yet. Um, and I have like setbacks and things and I won't get into detail because it's so fucking boring, but I'm a lot better and I'm just. You're talking about your you shoulder know, now, right? Physically. Yeah. Like physically, like it sounds like, oh, shoulder, whatever. Now the other shoulders acting up and I have hip thing, like all these other things that happen because of one thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's very humbling and, um, you know, it's forcing me to like learn about my body in a way that is help will be helpful to me, uh, going forward. And it just, you know, forces you to be patient and, um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really weird. I mean, I also think it's like an emotion. I mean, not that it's not real, you know, these are all like real things. You can see them on an ultrasound. You can see them on MRIs. They're like real things, but they're, you know, they go away sometimes like when I see a friend or something like I won't feel my shoulder yeah. for a couple of hours. And that yeah. makes me go like, oh, it's so interesting. You know, they've just done all, so, so many like studies about this kind of thing, of, you know, pain. joy and happiness and pain and how, you know, 
so it's that's it's just interesting and so like what do you um like what do you do for it for what do you do for the pain I mean, do you, are, do you like, are you in active like pain management? Like, are you, do you meditate? Like, are you like, how is it? Like, what do you? Well, that's a really, I mean, I, a lot of it is you have to do all these like millions of boring exercises um, every day to like not be in pain or to minimize pain. Um, and, you know, that's a just, you got, it's like flossing, you know, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I hit a real wall with meditation. I think I might've even talked about it when we, um, spoke last. Cause, and that's like sort of nihil. I was very like nihilistically saying I'm not meditating. Um, but I was also just, I was physically in too much pain to even meditate where I like couldn't, it was more painful to meditate because to sit still was so painful. Yeah. I'm sure this is all metaphor, um, but yeah, so I have a little bit returned to it and, uh, you know, it's always a good idea. <laughs> right. But then, but then, so you, but you know, when the pain kind of feels like it goes away because you're distracted by something nice. Yeah. Like there's been a few times, like where I had a friend come out here to see me and we were, you know, masked up, but we were like, laughing and having fun and walking to went for a walk and even you know you know even like masked up and that it, we were just like having so much fun and I realized that I hadn't been in any pain for like several hours wow yeah it's amazing <laughs> it really is yeah um yeah like I it's so funny like how you know, one thought or one sort of distraction or like how pain, emotional or physical sort of becomes um, habitual, I want to say, but like, I don't want to make it sound like it's not a real thing because it is like pain. No, I know what you mean. There's, there's neural, you know, pathways. Right. But then how like a shift in consciousness where, whether that's as simple as your friend coming by or you get a piece of news that really cheers you up or, um, or you hear another piece of news that like is distracting in some way, how really like you can forget, you can forget the way you normally are about these things for a minute. It like interrupts the, the mechanism in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And even like people that I've been working with, I work with a couple different types of physical therapists and, you know, she's like, you have to do things that you love to do just unrelated to your physical therapy. You have to do things that make you happy because it's, it does things hormonally that like, like you're saying it interrupts, um, it interrupts your, the brain from this story about the pain that yeah. I'm telling myself. And it also, you know, creates or whatever it, it starts to produce, you produce different types of hormones that make you happy that do things that, you know, it's all been stuff that they've studied that helps healing and pain management. And, but it, it is interesting because it's, it's real. It's not just like, you know, magical thinking. It's, it's stuff that's been studied and is true. Yeah, totally. And so what, like, uh, okay. So then what about emotionally? Like, do you, have you shifted? Do you feel different from the moment? 
Thank yeah, you. I do. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think part of that is just not being in pain all the time. I mean, this is where I have such empathy for um, people in chronic pain, which I never knew about mm -hmm. as a thing, you know, which sounds so ignorant, but just that, that it, it does something to you psychologically because, you know, when the pain lifts, you almost feel high. You're so happy. It's almost like dangerous in its own way. It's like mm. the absence of pain um, is really something else when you've been in the pain for a long time. So I've been doing a lot better. I mean, I, I think we're all, I don't know, this whole year uh, has been so intense for everyone and stopping life. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, in some ways it was almost, there are parts of my brain that It, it forced me to like really think in a, in a different way, you know, mm. I, mean, I had the luxury to be able to do that, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird time. Yeah. What about you? Um, we're, I mean, we're relatively, you know, we're, we're doing relatively well. I mean, you know, we're really fortunate in that none of our family members have died. Um, um, distant Jim, one of just Jim's distant relatives died in a nursing home. So there was that, but, um, you know, we're fortunate that like, you know, our jobs haven't forced us to go into the world. Like we're able to generally work from home. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's been like a bummer that our daughter who's two and a half, like can't go play with friends. You know what I mean? That's been hard oh, for her. Yeah. Um, um, but like all in all, we've really kind of made it through. I mean, I think, um, do you guys or, have, I don't, a pod for her at all? Yeah, we have, yeah, we have like there, well, there was like for a minute, there were two other kids that she was playing with and they did like a soccer class and some other kind of Jimmy thing or whatever. But then there was like a crazy spike in numbers and we were like, oh, God, we can't, I mean, like, yeah. you know, so it's sort of been a little off and on in the beginning. She was hanging out with her friend Ingrid, but then like, you know, they, then again, like there was a spike and then just all got a little crazy and anger got a little sister. And so, yeah, I mean, that's been a bummer, um, yeah. but, but all in all, it's been okay. I mean, you know, like I, um, I, you know, it's interesting with this pandemic, it's like, there's actually been some advantages to it, right? Like, before the pandemic, Jim was traveling constantly and he had to stop that. So like he's been around mm -hmm. more. Um, and, um, you know, even though it like gets fucking boring after a while, there's something nice about like being with your family and kind of like your people, like your like small group. Yeah. Um, certainly we've seen a lot more of my dad, you know, we've been hanging out at his house, um, which is great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And then of course, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, like this whole movement that's happened um, has also really been very um, awakening for me. Not that I wasn't aware before of this, but certainly like it's been pretty activating. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a crazy fucking year. Oh yeah, the election. That yeah, happened. thank God for Biden. Thank God yeah. that this vaccine is coming. Thank God yeah. for so many yeah. things. 
Like it does how- feel like it's coming now, right? Coming, as I said. Coming, like it's coming. The vaccine is coming. Like this yeah. is gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although it's, we're not gonna go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's never gonna be. I don't think. Like, we're, I certainly feel like my identity is has shifted forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like on DNA. Yeah. Like. like- our conscious, this has been a consciousness shifter, you know what I mean? P- this pandemic yes. and the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, um, so, I mean, fucking Donald Trump, I think in some ways was a con- consciousness shifter. 9-11 was a consciousness shifter. Microwaves were, a con- cell phones are a consciousness shifter. Like certain things like sort of changed the way that we fundamentally view the world. And certainly like covid is like that. Like, I think we're all confronted on some level with how vulnerable we are. And by the way, and how connected we are and how resilient we are. Like, holy fuck. Like we all just like suddenly now we wear, we wear masks. Like, can you imagine? Like we just, like, we all did it. We all like, we figured like we, we, we wear masks, we social distance, hopefully. I mean, not all of us, right? in California, most of us, I mean, um, but like, we really like, we're so different. I mean, we changed, you know, we like did what was necessary and, and, and we're still like driving around doing errands, doing the shit that we do. We're people, right? Like we like still are, we're surviving. I mean, you know, and in these like crazy circumstances where so many people are dying, those of us who luckily are not sick are like driving around doing the things that we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really um, weird experience. I know it never gets any less weird. I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't fully, I mean, some part of it is, has been normalized, you know, like you said, like we're, we've adapted. I wouldn't think twice about, you know, I always have 8 million masks on me at all times and I'm always, yeah, but it is still weird. Even just now still weird to live like that. Well, I feel, yeah. I mean, I definitely like, I mean, I've been wearing, you know, like sweatpants for like the last year, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like all the things that we did on the outside that seemed to make us us, just like I don't do anymore. And like I always did a lot of inside things that made me me, supposedly. Um, But certainly like this this sense of like I and me has really um, been, you know, stretched, I think, in in a good way. But also, you know, um, you know, like in, in, and when I say good, what I mean is advantageous in a way, like if there's an opportunity here for some reinvention slash integration slash expansion, um, but also not without pain. I mean, like it's definitely... Like it's been dark for sure at times. Although I don't particularly, because I'm fortunate enough not to, I don't particularly credit COVID or the pandemic with that darkness. I mean, that's just inside, right? Like, but I also would be, um, you know, over punishing to not attribute some of it to like the circumstances we're in, you know? Yeah. To take it all on, on myself as like, you know just like my own issues or whatever 
Yeah, I like to blame COVID if I can, um, but I... <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, like, I'm just wondering, like, here's my question. Like, do you feel like you've changed a lot since that last time that we had a podcast? It's so funny. I don't know. I I, I sort of think no one ever changes. <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, yes and no. I mean, if I... If I had a time machine and I went, I'd probably be like, that's not true at all. You're, you're so different six months ago, even, um, we all change, we're all changing. That's the one constant. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think I'm more invested in the moment. Like than being in the moment. Being in the moment and, and, and prioritizing fun. Yeah which I've never thought about really consciously, but now I really, really think it's important. So how are you prioritizing fun? I mean, not always in the healthiest ways. Like what? You know? like, like what? Like I mean, there's nothing that original. I mean, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy my sparkling wines. Nice, <laughs> nice. Do you guys do a happy hour? uh not formally but sure i mean it, it uh it became like summer was so hot and you know obviously we weren't going anywhere and it just became more of a thing it was like oh yeah let's do that let's have sparkling wine and just be giddy and uh we have a pod family that we are potted with nice that that are our neighbors and it's really it's there we're like a family now. So we, that is interesting, by the way, if, if, if t in speaking about changes, because the way that friendships have been, have deepened and these people who we didn't even know before the pandemic, who are now our family, you know, that I, like I, this woman who's, is like a sister to me now. And I didn't even uh, know her. No, I'd never met her. And now I see her every single day. She's like my pod wife. Um, so I so that's that. really been cool. I mean, it seems so like, who cares? Like, so you, you have a friend, but it's pretty great. No, to have but it's not who cares. Like, I think this is like what we're being meant to notice a little bit is like that these things like who so common, so basic, like you have a friend actually are so, so, so meaningful. Like these, a friend can change your whole fucking life. Like can change yeah. your whole fucking outlook on life. Like, well, that's the thing, it's deep. And I, you know, it's like, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. Not me. No, because like there's less to be distracted by, right? I mean, it's like there's just you don't there's there aren't as many options. And so it kind of Yeah. And also like as you as adults, this is the thing that sucks about being an adult, one of many things, but you don't get to like make friends that way anymore that you yeah. did when you were in school or you're even in your twenties when you're like at a job, you know, where those people become your people and you spend a, a weird amount of time together, it's kind of like being on a location or something. Like you're stuck, you can't hang out with anybody else, and you yeah. make these serious, you know, friendships that you can't do usually as adults. You don't have the time to. Yeah, yeah.
That's beautiful. And so like, what else? So you guys like hang out, you're drinking sparkling wine, <laughs> Bruce is surfing. Bruce is surfing. Um, I mean, Bruce has had a, you know, a great, I mean, complicated time, but he's, you know, like you said, he's, he works from home and then he can like jump in the ocean and not as much as he'd like, obviously, because he's weirdly works more than anyone during the pandemic, but, uh, but you know, has yeah, whatever that one is, that's going to be pretty well. Is that how? Is he making yeah. an appearance? <laughs> yeah, he means to be making an appearance. So, like, just yeah, so, like, yeah. You guys want to keep it down a little bit? Yeah. They don't care. They're they don't think. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so I love this. So, like, there's some more fun in your life. Yeah, there's this real commitment to fun, which I can only, you know, attribute to this is the moment. This is all we have, which is tr always true, but it feels more true now. Uh, you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Can't do anything. What are you going to do? Like, how are you going to find uh, joy? And, you know, and so there's been this intense connection between our two families. Um, and that's been kind of like one of the biggest stories for me um, and for us, just weirdly, I mean, I don't know if you guys have couple friends that you love, but that's really hard. We sort of do, like we sort of do. I mean, I, you know. it's hard to have like, yeah, it really people is. People like both people. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Never happens. It's really, it's really hard. And then, yeah, it's really special. Like if you found that, if you find like the both people like both people thing, it's really special. Yeah. And, like travel together and hang out together. Right. That's where like someday we're going <laughs> to. I know. But also it's like, but the other thing, the other thing is like, like who knows if this pandemic hadn't had, like if you guys would have been afforded the time to let those friendships develop. Like that's no, not at all. It would have never happened. I mean, never yeah. to this extent. Hold on. I'm going to have a quick time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Um, is there any way to do this room last? Yeah, it's very Awesome. Thank you so much. Hi, Russell. Hi. Hi. I wonder if I can see. There's a towel rod being hung up. Oh, great. We're very excited about it, but it's seen it's a little bit loud. Do you feel like you, like from like the time that we spoke last to now, do you feel like you're very different or just only kind of different or like? I wish I was more different, honestly. Different um. is the wrong word, actually. Because <laughs> you just like, I, 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 guess what I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, to, how, how much conscious self-healing did you do? That's like sort of the real question. Not conscious. I mean, it's all feels like triage, you know, um, because physical, the physical, you know, is primary. It's like, if you have physical pain, you can't really, I mean, it's sure holistically it's all connected and, but you can't kind of do anything else until you manage something that's making it impossible for you to walk or yeah, yeah. whatever it is. So that kind of, just takes over. So you attribute a lot of the shift that you felt to just the lessening of the pain. The lessening of pain, but also, I mean, 
I, and the fun and this new, your wife and your family and the change <laughs> and the shift to Malibu, like just light, life has changed. Yeah. Like long. looking at the ocean every day. Yeah. Um, that is something I can't imagine not doing now. Like I, I don't know why I've been living in California for however long I've lived here and not seen, not lived near the ocean. Just this weird thing about LA where you never see the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it's not how people picture it or at least it's not how I pictured it. But um, I wish I'd known, you know, 15 years ago, but I also think like, I have to accept where I am. You know, I, it's, it's frustrating sometimes from a work perspective. Um, but I did, I recently just worked and I, you know, which is its own thing right now because it's so scary to be at work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something in a few days and I'm, it's, it's a little anxiety provoking, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird to take your mask off suddenly and yeah. In a room full of people in a room full of people with other people that their masks off in the scene with you. And then, you know, try to be like super relaxed because you know, you have to be relaxed and then it's just, it's terrifying. Yeah. But how was it? Did it feel nice to work? I mean, probably. well, it felt really fun because I was working with like one of my best friends was in every scene with me. And, and so we were, laughing and uh, that felt really good to work I mean and I'm not I don't want to be the person that's like if I'm not working I'm just a total mess uh well you don't want to be that person but are you secretly <laughs> that person I mean I didn't think I was I, I I'm sure that when I was younger I was you know I I, I, I think, it, you know, when you're young, you think like your whole identity is defined by, I don't know, maybe that's not true for everybody, but no, for actors, definitely true for me, for sure it was, is, you know, like young actors where it's like, well, if you're not working, you failed it, it's over, you know, that whole thing. And, and then you get older and that's a whole other thing. If you're a woman, I don't, I can't speak to the male experience, but seems like maybe it's slightly different, but it's things are, things become harder if that's you know the right word and more brutal um but you have more ability to to hopefully manage that but I don't know I mean it's it all seems so silly to me to I mean one of the good things about getting older is like acting is I don't it's so stupid in a lot of ways like I to me I, I to me I'm like the thing that I love about it, I'm not saying that's stupid and the doing of it is really not stupid. You yeah. know, it, it's really fulfilling and fun and all the things, you know, makes you feel scared and alive and whatever, but the, the world around it is terrible and stupid. Yeah. 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 I really struggle with it too. I mean, I really do. I really, really do. And I, and I, yeah. And it's like hard to say, like, you know, it's like, we want to say, I mean, I was just talking to my fucking life coach, <laughs> you know, and it's like, how do we change our beliefs around this? Right. But like, it does feel so factual. It feels so factual that like, you know, we're being compared to some of this or that, or we're not getting this because this, yeah. it also feels, or like, because we're 40 or whatever, like, it's like, that's where we're, you know, we're this way, the age and kindness to older women. And like, it all just feels so like, it doesn't, it feels hard to shift the beliefs around that. Like, it, 
like I, here's something that I realized about myself recently. Like I do this thing where I go, I'm, <laughs> I go, what'd you say? It's an affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is definitely not an affirmation. It's like whatever the fucking opposite of that. This is a dif- oh, disaffirmation. Oh, yeah. I go, I go, I'm going to fucking quit you before you quit me. You know, like, I'm just going to quit you. Yeah. I'm going to fucking yeah. quit you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to break up with you before you break up with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so, and it, but it feels really like some, in moments, it feels like that's what needs to happen. You know, like, that's the only way that you. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, can we, can someone's got to cut the cord? You know, yeah. it's like, you're like, quit like being with an abusive boyfriend. It's like, why am I still here? Yeah, right. I know. I know. I know. Except for that's the fucked up thing is that it's not an abusive boyfriend. In fact, it like does nothing to you, like literally physically nothing. Right. I mean, right. And you're, what you do is you go like, oh, well, if I didn't get that part or like, I don't like have this audition or I don't get that offer, whatever the thing is, like, then that means that blah, blah, blah. Like you're your own abusive boyfriend and this, your consciousness yeah. is your fucking abusive boyfriend, you know? 100%. I mean, that's what the, that voice though is starts very young, you know? Yeah. That's in an implant, you know? Yeah. And that's like, that's where the work lies is like, how do we combat the abusive, the abusive voice within us? How do we combat that? And that's like, no, no small task, no small feat. I mean, that's a lifetime's work, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like get a lobotomy, you know? (laughs) eternal eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or something you know yeah it really is (laughs) but then like that kind of thing is impossible is possible i get my freudian slip like that is possible to get a lobotomy you froze for a second i know is it yeah it is possible it's possible for like things (laughs) to suddenly shift i think like it's possible i think to suddenly um to suddenly feel like everything is really right and that like it's okay I think that that is possible like for all your story to vanish in fact I know that it's possible because it actually happened to me one time in 2006 um (laughs) it did yeah no I believe I I love I love hearing this this is a good reminder um but it's not but it's not I mean for most of us uh that doesn't that doesn't become like the lasting state of affairs you know for most of us the voices come back and the fears come back in the abusive sort of comparer evaluator like rears its ugly head kind of over and over and over and it's like how the fuck how the fuck do we change those voices yeah I mean also I, I don't know but for you it's like I just don't want to feel I what's the word I want to feel like used up in a good way. Not, I don't want to feel like an idol. Oh shit. Sorry. Sorry. This is fucking zoom life. Would you get a text? Yeah. It's like, um, about what's going on right now. Hold please. Oh, you were talking about being used up. Oh yeah. I want to feel used up. It's like more than I, it's not really, it, it's not about like, I need to win or I need to feel like I'm worthy or I need to feel um like I'm good enough like it's good news is that's I don't need I I feel very 
Um, I feel, I don't need to be told that, but I do want to feel like um, I gave, I did something. I just fucking did something. Not, not that I was idle and, um, you know, just life feels very precious. Like how many fucking summers do we have left? I don't know. Right, right, right. <sighs> yeah. You want to feel like, um, you've, you've put your hand to things that are important to you and, yeah, that life is meaningful, that it's like, it's not just, I mean, it is about having fun, but it's also about creating meaning. And um, I think that's why it's hard not working. Yeah, because acting is super meaningful. When it, when it is, yeah, the, yeah. the act, the act of doing it. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that feels like, I mean, there's a reason, you know, that's our life's work. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really, it's a really weird little thing, this, this business. Cause it's like, um, sort of at every level, you kind of have to, in some ways, like there's really, it's hard to not wait to get to act. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like go acting. It's not like you're a painter where you can just like, yeah, go paint something. It's so like yeah. act in your room. I mean, you could, but that's not really the thing you know insane yeah that would be insane I mean that's like wake up every morning and do a monologue I mean no well it wouldn't really work like it wouldn't really <laughs> no I mean you could subject your family to it I guess but no but that wouldn't work mm -hmm. you can't just like do your monologue for the same fucking people every single day like that's just it's not really I mean that'd be an amazing uh, <laughs> documentary you yeah. know, someone who does a different, you know, works on a monologue, create, you know, does it a different one every day, I guess, or, you know, every week there's a new piece. I don't know. Um, I, I just, someone sent me this, this is a real flyer. This is like an actual flyer um, that was yeah. like seen like on an actual telephone pole or something. This is a guy that at the top of it says, I'll sing for you one-on-one -on -one only no <laughs> original songs about the moon and stars never before heard and then it says i will pay you 15 dollars an hour well you're gonna have to well i mean, <laughs> I mean but also like mazeltov like mazeltov for like get get you know like knowing that you what like you need knowing what you need to be heard your songs you need that. And so you're willing to pay for it. That's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. It's I real. real. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to show it to you. It's really real. I'm I mean, is that an art piece or is that? A no, I think it's real. And I, and frankly, like I'm a little tempted to like, <laughs> to, to do it. I mean, I just feel like, feels like I, I don't know. There's just something like really. Oh, wow. I know it's really oh my god oh, wow but like I in some ways like fucking beautiful like the pictures that are on this flyer this dude singing and like his jaw is so dropped you know like, I know I've never had jaws have been like that loose since I was five no he's just so like no I'm being I'm being snarky but I know I don't I don't mean it I I'm, I'm just you know here's what I'm interested my in my Michigan-ness yeah so. 
here's what I'm in. I hear you. Well, no, it's sort of everyone. It is a really sad thing. Like I'll pay you to let me sing for you. I mean, what's sad about it is that, I mean, presumably this guy is moderately talented that he can't just like, yeah. like become a singer, you know, like, don't we all wish that we could just like go like, just like snap our fingers and become like hurt, seen and heard by. So yeah. Many. Yeah. I mean, if it all it took was $15 an hour, it's sad. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I'm sad. It's sad because you can relate with it. Yes. That's I, why. I mean, exactly. it came out of the Not conversation of like, could we all, could we, could I just pay you to do a monologue for you? You know what I mean? Can I pay you to be a good audience for me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, again, I'd have to pay them if it was my family. Yeah. I mean, it would satisfy, well, it would satisfy some need, right? Like, no, probably not if you were paying them. It probably wouldn't. Anyway, no. I paid my stepson to go on a beach walk with me. You did? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, mainly because it made me laugh. It made him, we thought it, we both got a real kick out of it. How much did you, did you pay him? I offered him $20. He's the best company. I just adore him. And he wouldn't, I, he loves going on a beach walk, but, you know, he also likes to say no. Yeah, yeah. So, I wanted to give him a reason to say yes. So I said, hey, if I give you 20 bucks, will you go on a beach walk with me? And he said, yes. Oh, great. <laughs> with no like limit. He wasn't like, but you only get 45 minutes. Or- no, he, he, was, he was sweet about it. He just, he went with it. It was an excuse to say yes. See, I mean, it's, it's a similar spirit to uh, the I'll sing for you guy. Um, yeah. So what I'm interested in, and maybe this is going to bring us to the end of this, this segment, um, is, uh, just what I'm interested in is sacred. What is sacred? Like what is sacred about acting and storytelling and singing and like, um, is it sacred? And, um, like, what does that even fucking mean? And like, I don't know, I'm sort of interested in a seriousness. I'm interested in um, a clarity, like the kind of steely clarity that in a way that it felt like you had in that last podcast and this like stillness that you had, this real sort of quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm just, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in like that state. And I don't know, like, do you, does that resonate with you at all? Do you understand what I'm talking about? I don't, I mean, I think I do generally, but I don't think I do specifically. I guess, okay, let me get more specific. I feel like the reason that we're alive and the reason that we act also, and the reason hopefully, not hopefully, the reason that I think we do a lot of the things we do is because we're trying to transform here. Like, like we're, we're changing, we're growing, we're changing, we're transforming, we're becoming different people, or we're growing out of some feeling into another feeling or out of some state of consciousness into a new state of consciousness. Um, And I guess I'm interested in like how we set the stage for that, that kind of transformation in our everyday lives and in acting and in all of the things that we do. Yeah, I think I feel so like, um, it feels so hard, Kat. (sighs) Tell me, (laughs) 
It does. I agree with you. I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, I wish that I was someone who was like, yeah. And I wake up every fucking day and I get after it, cat. You know, I really no, do. I don't actually, but actually like, I don't think that's like, I don't mean that. I actually mean more like you don't get after it. <laughs> no, like, but I mean, I'm but not, I don't, but when I say like, you don't get after it, I don't mean like maybe the sparkling wine version of not getting after it. I mean like the, like the, like I, I, I wake up every day and I be, mm-hmm. and that's like enough of a do for me mm-hmm. like that's enough of a getting after it is that like I really s- s- very clearly and um really just like be and like that's it like and yeah. there's some seriousness about that you know that I'm really interested in yeah I mean I think it's a real challenge for the American psyche you know I'm sh- I can't speak to other uh people no, I think it is a real challenge. I mean, I think it's a real challenge, yeah, certainly to American humans, but to like and people who live in capitalism and yeah. Um, but I but I think that we have an opportunity to do that in life. And I also think that there's some um like here I'll give you like a to make it a little real worldy maybe like there's something I don't slate like if I ever do a self-tape like I just Mm -hmm. sort of refuse to fucking slate um Mm -hmm. like I feel angry about slating like I yeah so gross yeah for those of you who don't know slating is where you go like hi I'm Kat Foster and I'm five seven and I live in Los Angeles and then they like like, you're supposed to do like a full body shot or whatever Um, and I just like, don't want to do it. Like, I just don't want to do it because in a way it like robs whatever the work is, whatever the work then in the audition is of like, it's gravity or it's like realness or something that then I have to like perform as myself to say hi to you. Yeah. Oh, weird. Like if I like, and, and, and so like there's sometimes I go like, well, maybe I could just give like a really like like, how do you slate and just like be you? I mean, if you really think about it, how can you be like really like truly your most authentic self as you're slating? How do you do that? And to me, that like brings us to this question of like this being, you know, like how can you just be? I know, I'm like doing drugs, dude. No, I, I've never been able to slate. I find it to be just embarrassing, diabolical. Yeah, so what do you do? just do you, I don't think do, I, it? do you fake do you it do you smile I, I try to fake it I think I mean the real if I were just to be like myself yeah like people think I'm you know dark it's like you it's 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 also first of all it's all kidding aside it's why are you saying hi I'm Elizabeth Reese or right before I literally start pretending to be someone else. Exactly. So stupid. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, So that's unhelpful. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but but also you're like having to portray yourself as like, I'm great. I'm so nice and easy to work with. And aren't I pretty and fun? Like, it's just the grossest, um, 
you know, then you, then, then there's the opposite where you're like, I, I'm not going to do that. So then you're like doing something in opposition to that, which is also a thing. Right. Like I once tried, like some, I like in, in a couple of times that I've tried and then I haven't included it like in the tape or whatever. Like, I just don't, I just don't, I just sort of refuse. It's like kind of a rule of mine, but like, yeah. I, I mean, I've tried though. I've tried. And sometimes the way that I do it is like, I try to like act, <laughs> I try to act like I'm like just remembering that I have to sleep or something. Right. Oh, hey. Yeah. Like, like I'm actually like looking down at my sides and it's like, hi, I'm Kat Foster. And I'm, you know, like some bullshit. Like I'm actually doing like, oh, it's like an afterthought. Like, oh yeah. I'm he has an afterthought. Yeah. 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 That's a great way to do it. If you're, I mean, the one thing I'll definitely never do is like, first of all, you can just have a card that says Elizabeth, Re whatever. Yeah. But also nobody needs to see a full bo body shot. Like if you need to see a full body shot, then fuck you. Fuck you. You don't, we don't need <laughs> like have this conversation and <laughs> like this is but also they do need to see a full body shot right right you know because they are men making decisions right exactly right right you know it's and we can you can we can say that there are women making decisions too and sure they sure are and they're also you know have a lot of internalized misogyny um so it's just all male gaze. So, but this is like, yes, it is. And like, but this, this is what I get at. This is what I'm getting at. And it is so like that there's nothing more male gazy about fucking self tapes. Like it's just could not be. More. All of it is male gazy. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. And you don't know it when you're 25 or you, you think you're like on the, you don't realize how bad it's going to get, you know? So like, how have you changed though? Like, I mean, because here's the thing, like for most of my life, I was like very happy to sleep. You know what I mean? For most of my mm -hmm. life, I did like a, like a, hi, I'm Kat Foster and I'm five, seven and I live in, you know what I mean? Like I did a, like a real kind of uh -huh. tight thing. Like I look at photo shoots from 10 years ago, you know, and it's like, I'm fucking trying, man. Like I'm trying. Yeah. Oh my God, me too. I mean, it's so embarrassing. I could just die. Die. I know. But so this is, <laughs> this is where I go is like, this is this, this is the opportunity for the sacred, you know, like for this, like, I don't know. I haven't really, I mean, obviously I haven't really uh, put enough thinking into this um, to probably be talking <laughs> with you about it right now, but just like, let's just follow me a little bit. Like, um, there's like a seriousness, you know, there's like a reverence that we can have for just being like, for just being ourselves, for not doing the fucking slate, you know, and for like being really being, and that, that, that's the ritual. Like, can we actually embody like this, just pure humanity, this like real quiet, steely clarity can we just have that and like not question it and not put a lot of story around it and that's like what I'm really interested in right now both in acting and in life and um not to say that like we shouldn't also have fun and like sure embody you know like different aspects of our personalities or whatever because that's fun but um <laughs> you know, like, can we have that? Can we honor that stillness and um, the transformation that that stillness um, can encourage? Can we like allow that? Can we do that? And like, have that be enough? 
I think yes. <laughs> I think yes too. I think yes, but I also think no, you know, yeah. depending but, on, depends on what you're going for. Right, right. I mean, if you want to be an actress, probably not. Ugh, is that true? I mean, unless you're, I don't know. I mean, are you, unless you're fucking, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, if you're an actress, you just, you know, you got to like salads and you got to like, you know. You got to slate and shit? Slate and eat your salad and, you know, shut the fuck up. That's your job. But like, okay, so when you did your recent job, right, which was super fun because you had your best friend there and all of those things, like, do you, were you an actress? Did you eat your salad and shut the fuck up? I tried. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes. I mean, it's weird because like you say, were you an actress? It's like, I don't really didn't def- I don't identify as an actress, but yes. Um, but it was funny because I was doing something cool where I, it really wasn't, I didn't need to be like anorexic um, to, to play the role. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't. Um, and I don't think anyone was upset about that. Right. As far as I know. Yeah, you didn't feel like you there was some requirement to be self-conscious about your the way your body was shaped in any way. Yeah, I didn't be, have to be like, well, I need to lose 20 pounds before I can step on this set. You know, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel I was working for, with and for, you know, Ryan Murphy and I just didn't feel, there was never a moment where it was like, well, I just knew I didn't have to lose weight to, to go. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a nice feeling. I mean, it was a weird feeling mm-hmm. because I'm used to the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know that one. The opposite. Yeah. I mean, also like the, the more I've, as I've gotten older and I've been on the other side of things, not personally, but I know a lot of people on the other side of this game and it's as bad as you think it is, if not worse, you know? You mean like the things that they're saying about? Yeah. Like about your, your body or your face, like things that like you think to yourself, no one's saying that. (laughs) No one's thinking that I'm fat, that I'm fat right now. No, they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are exceptions. But also then there's like all these other people that are making shit that like maybe are that maybe genuinely aren't or that maybe genuinely are, but then are like, ah, oh, who, who cares? Right? Who there are, are they? People. Like I just, okay. So I just listened to this article in New York Magazine about this director named Chloe Zhao. She's yes. Like, a big deal right now. She I want to see that movie. Yeah. I guess. Land and like, yeah. Okay, with well, Frances I mean, McDormand. yeah. But you got to think Frances McDormand isn't hanging yeah. out with a bunch of people who are like, she got fat. You know what I mean? No, Frances McDormand doesn't even wear makeup to photo shoots. Yeah, like, that's what I, I'm that's saying. The only person to aspire to be is basically Frances, Frances McDormand. McDormand. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. like Tony Collette, maybe. 
I, I don't know enough about Tony Collette. But, but, but like people who like, but, the, but then there's like a lot of people who want to hire those people, not just because they're who they are, but because like they have a similar sort of aesthetic of like, we don't need like skinny Botox people. Yeah, I just don't see like, I don't see a lot of it. I'm nothing, not trying- Nothing wrong with being skinny and Botox, by the way. Like so many great things about both of those states. <laughs> yeah. I mean- Go, I look, it's not, I, it's not my journey, unfortunately, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I'm just, I don't see a lot of exceptions to that rule. I see exceptions, you know? Yeah. But you know, life, there's plenty, you know, I know there are those exceptions, you know? Yeah. And maybe hopefully more and more, I don't know. Yeah, I think there are more, um, but I think, you know, I just think we are in a misogynistic system and that's not, that hasn't changed at all. Okay, so here's where I'm going to end. This is like the last minutes of this is like, what, okay. how do you deal? Like, how do you, how do you contend with that personally? Like, how do you not let this stuff get you down? It does get me down. I, I basically give TED Talks to anyone who will listen to me about it because I'm enraged. Mm-hmm. I'm so pissed um, all the time. And I basically have been since I was like six, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have language around it to understand it. And I have historical, you know, I, I just have a lot more understanding of it as a system. Um, but it's, I don't see it changing. I mean, I see, I see us getting, making progress, but I don't, I don't see it getting dismantled, at least in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, it's a system that really um, works for people in power and it's internalized. I mean, it's and by all you of us. found a place, you found a place recently, you found a place where it didn't fucking matter that you didn't starve yourself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's helping me to not starve myself, Kat. (laughs) I don't think it's helping. I mean, I think it probably is. Don't you like you're probably a better human actor. No, I, I mean, I'm, I like not being hungry all the time. I don't like looking so thin. I think it's, you know, it's too thin sometimes and but I don't think it's helping me as an actor to not be too thin um you don't really because I do like I feel like you're probably a much like I mean I can imagine that like if you were able to be on a set and not be bothered by your own body like not be obsessively thinking about eating salads or like how you looked in that one t-shirt or whatever like if you are able to do that, then that's probably more how you would want to live your life than as the actress who's constantly starving herself, right? Yes, 100%. I'm just saying I don't think it helps your work life. You mean you feel like you don't get as many jobs because you're not like starving yourself or whatever? Yes. I'm just being honest. See, I think it's fucking bullshit. I don't think that's true. 
And I mean, I have a lot of really fucked up beliefs about this business, like a lot of really fucked up beliefs, not only about the business, but about my life, like really fucked up, like dark, dark things that like I, I try to outgrow, but that genuinely isn't one of them. Like I could point to so many fucking actors and actresses who do not, especially now who don't do that, who like, who don't have the bodies that you always like thought that when we were coming up or whatever like you thought you had to have who don't have that and like work like fucking motherfuckers and do interesting cool rich stuff I think yeah I guess I don't know what you're I don't know <laughs> look at like all those people on like in all the like Joey Sol- Sol- Joey Soloway stuff and like that is their work is yeah, that's profound. That's like one good. That's a profound exception, in my opinion. And that's right. That that person, they don't see Care. the world. Yeah, those yeah, that, you know, through that. That's just not how they see the world. Yeah, and that's amazing. And that their work is, you know, different and special. Ah, oh, dude. I'm just going to fucking start directing. I'm going to cast you and stuff and tell you that if you fucking lose weight, I'll fire you. That's I love that. I'm, you're, you're hired or I'm hired. Um, you're hired. You're hired. <laughs> well, yeah. I like your attitude. I'm sick of this bullshit. I'm fu- let's dismantle we it. Keep I'm, eating and just hope for the best. Yeah, you know? dude, just live your fucking life, girl. Just fucking. Oh, I am. Don't. I don't know. Sure. I am. And like, just like, let's ditch this like thing about like, because fuck, you don't want to work those fucking people anyway. Maybe no, that's 90% of do. all people. I think it's everybody with a very few exceptions, but that's, I, I know, no, I'm not trying to be like, I want to be thin. I'm just saying like, it's brutal. Yeah. I'm just being like, look, it's, it's, you know, if you were playing basketball, you know, different obviously it's sport Mm -hmm. but you're not supposed to be fat there either no but if you were and you were a dope basketball player they'd still have you on that fucking court that's true that's true and then (laughs) i wish more basketball i'd be i'd be good because i know i'd be like scoring you know yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) But I can't prove, I can't go into an audition and say, look, I can score 60 points in this game. Right. I know. That's the hardest. That's the hardest. It's not math, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I know. Would you like that I just claimed that spot for myself in the NBA? I'm a 60 point game. Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I want you to walk around feeling like you're the 60 point fucking player well i'm sorry if michael jordan gained 50 pounds he'd still be the best basketball player ever yeah or is that an outdated reference i don't know i'm just it is but i love him and he's great and did you see that documentary series no you should see it. it's pretty amazing about him Mm -hmm. that was early early covid early quarantine fun i gotta watch it you gotta watch it watch it um all right i'm gonna stop recording (laughs) you're the fucking best that was so fun it's so it's fun uh it's fun talking to you you always like make me go deeper uh it's really fun to talk to you 
That's our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster. Reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. We really, really get those messages and we really, really answer them. Links and recommendations for this week's episode can be found at ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes drop on Mondays. Most importantly, if you love this show, please subscribe to it, rate it, review it. We love seeing those. It means a huge deal to the show. We're so grateful for you. We love you. Have a great day. This podcast was produced by the incredible Augusta Chapman with help from our amazing coordinator, Hannah Barbakoff, and our very talented sound engineer, Baraka Jenga. The music, which I absolutely adore, is composed by Sean Hokinson. Hokinson.